After taking seven of the last nine points, Red Bull is back home tonight against Philadelphia. Big matchup in the Eastern Conference. Today on Red Bull Weekly, Connor Lade and I catch up on the latest Derby matches against NYCFC and get some time with the hometown hero, number 67, Omar So. This is Matt Harmon from the New York Red Bull Radio Network. It's time for the latest edition of Red Bull Weekly. start our weekly podcast series Red Bull Weekly realizing that yet again the New York metro area is red fun week of back-to-back matches for this New York Red Bull team the crazy finish on Wednesday night in the 1-1 draw and the Patrick Klamala PK followed up by a very solid 1-0 win at Yankee Stadium with my podcast partner Connor Lade I'm Matt Harmon from the New York Red Bulls radio network we're brought to you as always here on Red Bulls Weekly by our good friends at the New Jersey Institute of Technology. Uh, Connor, you've been part of so many of them, and, and, and I have a hard time thinking back as we talked last week in a unique as a situation as there may have been with the teams playing back-to-back home-and-homes, uh, but just such an important four points for this New York Red Bull team. Really incredible. I think we, we knew that this kind of the, the outcome of the season – uh, a big part of it was going to play into this series. Um, yeah, I know it's been marked on everyone's calendar for, for a while now. And it, when it comes down to it, I, I think this is one of those games or really, you know, the first, the first game, I think everyone walked away, you know, it was a tie that felt like a win, you know, obviously didn't play necessarily the way we wanted to for stretches of that game. And NYC had some good moments, but to get a draw out of a game like that, it's huge. And, really brings a lot of momentum into into the next matchup and really that that game I mean it's one of those games you walk away proud you it's one of those games that I had a smile on my face after it you know backs against the wall to come into Yankee Stadium and get a massive win like that in the fashion that they did was was something that was very very grat- you know gratifying. I think it would would be a big word, uh, but I think uh, above all, it's it's something that it's desperation time, and you you get the you get to know a lot about yourselves in moments like this. And we we found out a lot about this group uh, in a game like that, where you know, like I said, backs against the wall. You think it's you know, there's been a lot of talk on the outside about how the season has gone, and it's not easy being a player within those walls, knowing well that this isn't the way they've envisioned this season going either but in moments like that to have a performance like that is was an extremely uh impressive one and uh i think there was a lot of smiles and rightfully so connor fair to say as well um you mentioned the first game a tie that feels like a win and then the way the goal took place you said brought a, a a smile to your face in a lot of ways, how cool is it that two players from New York City combine on the goal between Kyle Duncan and Omir Fernandez? And, oh, by the way, 
the the secondary assist, I guess, for lack of a better term, is from Sean Davis, who's also a homegrown guy, who's also the team captain, and all of them have roots in this rivalry and this area. Yeah, that, what a special moment for each of these guys, and I think uh, a really incredible play. Um, you know, Sean picks out Kyle on a beautiful uh, s- switch. Kyle, kind of when he gets in these moments, you know how confident he is, and you could tell how patient he was. You know, a lot of guys will take that ball down, will just look in the box and just, wh- you know, hope for the best, put that ball in there. But Kyle is so composed in the final third. He, you know, backs, he takes a couple touches backwards just to get things back on his terms and is so sharp with pushing that ball back to his right foot and lays in such a such a great teasing ball under the top of the six where Omir, you you figure Omir is destined for a moment like this in this series. You know, being the Bronx kid, growing up in, in the shadows of Yankee Stadium, just to have a moment like that is is something it's it's a fairy tale, really. It it really is. And I'm sure he had tons of family and friends there. And so for each of those guys to combine for a moment like that, it was it was huge. And you could tell that moment was coming in that match. You know, they they were on the front foot. They were getting after NYCFC. It was, you could tell this was a game that they wanted to play into. And it's, it, it was very impressive goal for sure. Impressive moment for each of these guys. And I know the Academy is thrilled when they get to get some highlights like this that they can just keep pumping out. Nine points separate third through 11th. Nine, uh, the spread right now between NYC who's in third with 39 and Red Bull who is in 11th with 30. Clearly the four points important. Crete, New York back up the standings a little bit. They're seven points behind D.C. and Montreal for that uh, seventh playoff spot. And Connor, we'll lead into what will be a huge game tonight. I mean, we're going to say huge game pretty much every remaining match, but you go from back-to-back games against NYCFC in, in weird circumstances with the home-and-home home, to now have to play another team in Philadelphia who comes in 38 points. They're in fourth place overall. And, man, if Red Bull can ever figure a way to get three points and tighten everything up a little bit more, um, this game tonight at Red Bull Arena should be a ton of fun. Yeah, absolutely. I'm really excited for this match. Um, obviously, getting a chance to play against Philly, it, it resembles a game like NYCFC. You know it's going to be high emotions, um, a lot on the line, You know, two teams that don't particularly like each other very much. And, so I feel like, you know, you just keep replicating these important moments and why not throw in opponents like this where, you know, there's there's a lot on the line. And so I feel like that brings the best out of this group. And, you know, if it doesn't, then I guess that that is kind of how this season has played out. But you want to test yourself against the big-time teams in this league in moments that matter. And that is going to be tonight. And Philly coming in here, again, put themselves in a good position this year. They're – uh, like you mentioned, fourth in the East, and uh, they're always confident in the group that they have, and they they love to play against the New York Red Bulls. And so I think it's going to be a very big match. And you know, as as you mentioned, every single every single game is a must win from this point on. And uh, you know, we knew that you know this <laughs> that we're not in the playoffs right now after this series, even though it might feel like it was a big moment. But there's still a ton of work to do. And you can't look past this game against Philly tonight where you need to pick up three points. A lot of work to do, obviously, and not much time to do it. Uh, Red Bull has played 25 games, so you're inside of that 10-game remaining stretch. But it's certainly still there for New York if they can take advantage of, of what I would say, Connor, 
you know, the month of September has been so, so busy because you've had the makeup game against New York City. You already had a, a pretty condensed schedule after an international break. So if you could get three against the Union and then go to Cincinnati over the weekend, which will start October, a Cincinnati team, which is in all kind of shambles, letting go of their head coach the other day. Um, to me, this two-game stretch, if you could come away with six, you're right back in the playoff picture, regardless, I think, of what anybody else does, because everyone's playing each other right now. Four points, you're probably still alive, but six over the course of the next two games would be massive. Absolutely. These are all six-game you know, opportunity or six point opportunities. It's, uh, you know, listen, you, you get Cincinnati who has been tough, you know, uh, as of late, obviously letting go of their head coach. It's, it's been a tough year for them, but that's, you know, you know, whenever there's change going on at a club, that's the most dangerous time for those teams and guys are playing for their jobs. Guys are, you know, trying to, trying to ruin other people's season. So that's going to be a very dangerous game in and of itself. And, then again, you get Miami, who's in the same position we are, battling for a playoff position. So this is going to be a huge stretch. And so if you can kick things off with a win over Philly and a really big moment, I think that can set you up and continue to build on this momentum that really started in the in what was it the hundred or was it hundred and twelfth minute or hundred and second minute? Excuse me, hundred and second minute. I think that's the momentum has started to started to build and. So I think you have to keep this going. And uh, tonight's going to be a big one to continue that rolling. And if you can get a big three points in that match, I think the sky's the limit really for this team. And if you get on a run, that's the key part. Teams that want to not only get in the playoffs, but make noise in the playoffs, this is the time of the year you need to get on your run. All right, let's talk about our guest today. He is the, I'd say homegrown, but that has a really strange meaning when it comes to this. He's a guy that came up, through the Red Bull U23, then signing a contract a couple of years ago with New York Red Bull 2, and now a senior contract over the course of the last couple of weeks. It's Omar So who's going to join us. He is not a homegrown by MLS rules, but he is a homegrown in that a kid who was born in Gambia in West Africa, coming to the United States, growing up uh, essentially with the stadium when it was built. That's how long ago you're talking in, in kind of his backyard. He's a Harrison kid, went to Harrison High School. I mean, what an unbelievable story to now have an opportunity to play for his hometown team, even though he's not a homegrown player. It's It brings new meaning to the word homegrown, and I think that's kind of a, a moment you've been waiting for uh, for this club is to sign a player who really did grow up in – you know, the shadows of Red Bull Arena and playing on the courts right down the street. And so, you know, we, us homegrowns, we all take pride in calling this our hometown team. You know, it, for lack of a better word, it is. But for Omar So, it actually physically is his hometown team. And so that's something that is so special. And, you know, we've been tracking Omar for such a long time and watching him continually grow and develop and not only as a as a as a person and getting more comfortable in uh, a new country, but also uh, getting more comfortable within the lifestyle of a professional athlete, which I'm sure he'll talk about. To see him mature and develop and and uh, become a better professional, he he's he's such a joy to be around. Um, he he's got so much passion for the game, and you can tell anyone who's watched him. He always has a smile on his face, and you know that even if he doesn't have a smile on his face, that smile's right around the corner because he's uh, 
he's just such a, a joy to be around. He he loves this game. He loves this club. And uh, this has been a dream of his to play for it. And so that dream is finally realized, uh, you know, when he stepped on that field, it, I can't imagine what was going through his mind. It, it was, uh, it had to be an incredible moment for him and his family and really Harrison as a whole, because he is a, a Harrison legend. I'm sure we'll talk about his goal scoring prowess, but uh, what a, what a career he had at Harrison high school. And I think he's uh, truly one of the best examples of, uh, working hard for your dream. And if, if you, if, you know, you just put yourself in a good situation and you're a good person, good things will come your way. And uh, we're thrilled to have Omar sign for the first team. Well, let's not waste any time. We'll take a quick break and we'll get into Omar. So after this quick pause for us with Connor Lane on Matt Harmon, this is Red Bulls Weekly brought to you by NJIT. New York Red Bulls Weekly brought to you in part by the New Jersey Institute of Technology. NJIT makes industry-ready engineers in more than 20 fields. If it's engineering, it's at NJIT. Number one of the nation for student upward economic mobility. Learn more at njit.edu. Well, good to be here on a getting set for at least a midweek game against Philadelphia. Uh, exciting stuff happening with this New York Red Bull team from the New York Red Bull 2 up to the senior side, and one of the best examples, almost a fairy tale type story, as Connor and I were just talking about before the break, is the inclusion on the senior roster of Omar. So the Harrison native, when he came here to the States, Omar, good enough to give us some time here on our Red Bulls weekly podcast. Omar, thanks for uh, giving us a couple of minutes and spending some time um, with us here. I, I just want to jump right into it. What was it like when you found out that you were signing your contract with the senior team and then having the opportunity to play in that one, one game against DC United. I mean, it's, it was, everything moved pretty fast. You know, I, I wasn't really expecting it to be at that pace, but obviously like you gotta be ready for anything and that's what I wanted and it happened. So I can't really, you know, it's, there's nothing better than that. You know, I always talked about, popping out in the Red Bull, you know, wearing a Red Bull jersey, playing for the first team. You know, it's something that I've been I've been dreaming of and I've been talking about. And obviously recently it's been getting like from a dream to reality in the air. I mean, not, I wouldn't be the only person that noticed because my whole family's telling me, my friends are everybody's like, dude, you're playing well, keep it up, blah, 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 you know. And then it happened and I was like, did that just happen? Like I didn't, I, I didn't feel anything before the game, um, during the game, it was after the game where it was just like, oh, wow. Like, it, it does feel a little bit of a difference because of uh, how many people stayed and wanted to talk to me after. That's the part that kind of hit me. And then I had my first live interview, and <laughs> I don't even want to talk about that because I, I, I folded. It was horrible. But <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying. That's when it kind of hit me. Like, playing a game, was that's always easy. But then it's after, you're like, holy crap, like it's happening. But, you know, I'm, I'm pretty grateful and I'm pretty happy, so it's not better than that. Omar, think about it from a perspective. I'm, I don't know if anybody has said this to you. I, I know Connor and I just talked about it, and we, and we have talked about you before. You know, in, in a lot of ways, you're like a, a made-for-movie script because here you are, you're this kid who, who is born and grows up in Gambia. Then you come to the States um, – kind of essentially raised in Harrison, go to Harrison High School, get hooked up with Red Bull. Now you're you're almost you've almost become like a, the poster child for what the Red Bull system is 
coming up through the U23s, Red Bull 2, and now New York. How many people have said to you, wow, this is something like out of out of fantasy. This is something out of – it would be a, a perfect made-for-TV made for movie. Yeah, I've been had this in my head, you know. So, like, me and my dad, whenever when we first got here, um, Red Bull Arena wasn't even a thing first. Um, so it was just me playing footy. I didn't really have anything to, to look at or – or a professional team to be like, hey, like, that's the team I want to play for. Before that, it was just, you know, obviously a kid that wants to be a pro and all that. But then once Red Bull Arena was starting to get built and, and coming around, that's when my dad was like, like, we didn't really say much, but he was just like, you know, you don't have to go anywhere. Whatever you're looking for in this life, there's there's one right here. You know, you don't need to go chase. And that's what happened. I eventually started off in Harrison, stayed in Harrison, and I'm still in Harrison. Hopefully, I'll be in Harrison for the next couple of years, too. But, um, yeah, so that's the script. Like you're saying, there's no better script than this. Like, I had the script written out for me way before I even knew it. And I'm just glad I'm going along with it. There's no, there's nothing better right now in my life. And I'm really, really happy that I made this happen. But, yeah, I have kind of knew the storyline. You know, I, a kid from Africa comes. But the thing is, for, for that, was that I... When I first came, my dad always told us about like New York and, and America and how it's like a land of dreams. And as a kid, you don't really understand what those opportunities are. And I didn't at all, but obviously I kept hearing it. And at that time, like obviously everybody wanted to go to America, but it was super hard. And my dad figured out a way to bring at least some of his kids so that, you know, were a. Oh, I'm sorry, did that? You're good. Can you guys hear me? Yep. Yeah, we're good. Um, yeah, so my dad always, like, he wanted to give some of us the opportunity. He didn't get to bring everyone, but the ones that did come obviously took advantage of it. And it was only four, four of us. It was me and my brothers and my sisters. And I'm glad I was hard to get some paperwork to come over here. But the thing is, at the end of the day, once I came, I saw the field my first day. After that, it was the script was written. You know, I already knew what was going to happened ahead it was just a matter of me sticking true to the path so it wasn't really it's not much of a change you know I just came everything was already there for me and I just followed along Omar we talk about a, a fairy tale come true and you know a dream becoming reality but there's also a lot of steps along the way that you know you have to take advantage of those opportunities and it's a lot of work that comes along with it and Along with the work, you need some help from the people around you, your family, giving you that opportunity to come to America and a lot of people around Harrison, New Jersey, who have given you a lot of support along the way. And all that is clearly evident when on signing day, the entourage that you rolled up to the training facility with was something very, very impressive, my friend. You know, for me, on my signing day, I think I brought my mom, my dad, and my agent. And you know, I, even then, I was like, oh, this might be a lot, but, uh, you know, here we go. But Omar so rolls up with his parents, you know, his family. He's got he's got his agent, his you know people from around Harrison who have helped you along the way. Tell us a little bit about that moment, and not only who was there with you, but how important it was to have those people there to celebrate this culmination of really a journey and really the start of of this dream. Yeah, I mean, well, for me, like um, a lot of those people are like very very important people, and a lot of them are Harrison based. Um, there was actually like. <laughs> 10 more people that my dad invited and I was just like, come on, man. But they were like, um, they were like, a lot of them couldn't make it. So it was like a last minute. Um, my dad let them knew the day before. So 
it, they couldn't make it. But obviously, the ones that came were already enough for me to have a crowd. But um, yeah, those those specific people, like a lot of them are older people, but um, they they actually they're part of my journey not only because of the the soccer part, but off the field. You know, I'll give you one example: is um, Dr. Hebron. Um, he works. He owns his own chiropractor in the middle of the town. And when I was younger, I'd always be going on trips like left and right with teams, um, different teams all over. But the only thing was that I wasn't financially in a good spot to be paying for all these trips and stuff like that. So a lot of them would see me be playing, and he'd see me and he'd say, "Hey, look, where are you guys?" So, oh no, I'm lying. I my mom used to go to 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 his chiropractor um to to get help with her back because she used to have a lot of back problems and that's how she started like talking about me and then he brought me up and then he was like yo dude you're gonna make it i was like what do you mean like I, this is the first time i met him when i went over there with my mom he goes you're gonna make it i was like why it's because you got hurt i was like oh like obviously a little advisor or whatever you know but and then um we were going to Oklahoma first for um, nationals, and it was I think it was like two thousand or three thousand something like that per player. Obviously, I couldn't go, and he just out of the bat he was he wrote a check right there and gave it to my mom and said, "Hey, get this kid over there because in the future he's gonna be writing me checks." And I was like, "Wow, <laughs> guys, doted." So yeah, and like just little things like that, you know, like even going there, like we didn't have really good insurance or we couldn't pay my older brother would be getting a lot of injuries and he'd always always go over there and he'd always take care of us we didn't have to worry about like the payments and stuff but just you know those little things as a kid you know you're always like wow like this this person really really cares and stuff like that but it was only because of my parents you know my dad would always point out who cares and who doesn't care and who really truly is going to be there for you and those people were really there for us and we were just strangers you know we didn't grow up with them we didn't know them we didn't none of that it was just off you know them being kind and I just wanted to return that you know obviously I didn't give them all checks I didn't give them all jerseys I didn't give them all but we just wanted to give that invitation out just to let them know that we are grateful for what they've done for me and my family and I think I hope that they they feel some some happiness back with the invitation and them being able to be there but yeah that was just one of them and a lot of them had their own different kind of contributes you know and that's why I wanted to bring them all there's probably maybe 20 but these 20 were like the 20 when I first came they were there for me and they were throughout the whole story they would they'd always back me up always help me out after games they'd be calling whenever I need help I'd just show up I'd give them a call you know simple things like that and I for me that's that's another family member that I add to the tree and I'm I'm, I'm grateful for that so I wanted to show them the appreciation that they've done for me and I wanted them to, you know, come have a little bit of joy with us on my signing day. That's amazing. And, you know, what a moment that was, you know, smiles all around and getting to take the pictures with them. And you could tell that these people genuinely care about you. And that's that's important for any young professional, especially coming to a new place, having a support system around you. So that's incredible that you got to share that moment with them. Omar, talk, talk us through a little bit about growing up in Harrison. You know, like you mentioned, Red Bull Arena wasn't there for you know your entire childhood you saw it be built you know you grew up playing on the courts the concha there and you know uh talk us through kind of what that was like seeing that be built and how that sparked the, not only the dream but you know trying to get into red bull and start and play with the academy system and then you actually make it into preseason with the, the mls side and you show out really well and unfortunately you're not signed in the beginning of the year but you keep working hard plugging away and eventually you're assigned take us through a little bit of that journey 
I mean, yeah, like for me, it's been maybe what, 11 years, 11, 12 years ever since I've came here. So all of this has happened within these 11 years. And obviously, as you can't dream about anything better than this, my from Gambia to Harrison, starting off in Gambia, like everything was soccer related, you know. Um, Africa is a pretty big continent, but you won't see a lot of different sports or major sports out there. You'll see a couple of basketball and, and volleyball and stuff, but obviously it's a whole, it's a soccer continent. And everywhere you go, there's a field. Where I was born, it was, um, not everything was, was grass. It was always sand. So I didn't really, we didn't really need shoes or whatever. So we just go out barefoot play and we'd always be dreaming about like, you know, playing in the Champions League final, playing with stuff like that. A typical kids dreaming about, you know, their future and being pros. And I wasn't really a school kid, but I had, I did have decent grades in school. Like my mom told me I was a pretty good like kid in school. But then I came here and when I was nine years old, it was the scenery was obviously in like, like what? Like you're just like, oh my God. And nothing is like what it is back home. Like the scenery was just absolutely different. Everything was different. Um, like we get off the plane. And fun fact, this is why I hate airplanes. Me and my little brother came here alone. And I think I puked at least 10 times on a flight. Yeah, would, that's why I never, ever, ever. I'll rather take a bus any game. I'll take a bus. I'm okay with it. But planes, me and planes do not get along. But yeah, that's how it happened. Me and my little brother were sitting next to each other and at least every five minutes we were just yuking and just throwing up, you know, so it wasn't a good experience, but you know, we got through it and we got here. Um, mom and dad were waiting for us. We got back home. My first ever meal was a Cheerio cereal. <laughs> um, yeah. And then we moved to a little two bedroom apartment. It was probably what six of us at first it was me, my mom, my dad, and my brother. And then my other um, siblings were on their way. So, the space wasn't occupied up until they came. So there's probably six of us by October 2009. We were all here. Um, then October came around. I got registered to school, went to school. So maybe a week in, we've discovered the soccer field. And ever since then, like when I say ever since then, I mean ever since then, we'd be on that field every single day after school. So it'd be school, pick up my brother, drop him off at home, change, and then hit the field. Obviously, it was a good maybe um, six-block walk. Like, you don't really notice it when you're trying to go have fun, but it wasn't that bad of a walk, you know. We'd get there. We Obviously, once again, we don't know anybody, nothing but soccer, soccer. We pulled up, and then we started playing. Um, yeah, and that's, that's kind of how it started. Um, local, you know. I saw a lot of my friends there. I made a lot of good friends that I'm still friends with today over there. And that's basically how it got running. So then after that, a couple of coaches saw me playing. I bounced around a couple of local teams. And then maybe I'd say at the age of 13, 14 was when I kind of, like, I, I was recognized, I guess, or like, hey, like, this kid's got something type of, like, you know, talk. Because I'd always be around a lot of um, more adult people, like older people. I never liked hanging around, like, friends my age. I always liked to listen to older people and and that's how it turned out and especially at the turfs I'd always play with my older brother he'd always be there with his um with his classmates and he was in high school by that time and they'd always be playing and I'd just be there like hey oh well, can I play can I play they'd make me goalie at first I start off in goals and 
They'd be like, you know what? You'll work your way up. Maybe send it back. Maybe, you know, how they're feeling whenever they're down a man, whenever they need a man. I'm like, yo, I'll be goalie. Me, me, put me in, put me in, coach. But, you know, that's just how I started off. And I always liked the older people because it was harder. And, like, they knew what, you know, it was just a lot more communication. And, yeah, so after that, I remember one time, though, this is a funny story. There was a Red Bull game when Red Bull came, and I had a game the same day. So me and my dad went to the game. As we're there watching the game, he got a call, and he was like, hey, like, we need Omar. Like, where is he? Like, there's a game on right now. So from the from the arena, we, me and my dad ran all the way to the courts, to the Harrison courts. Like, it was a good 10-minute walk, but we ran it. And I had a game. I went. I ran in, changed on the field. I wore um, black Converse's and, and jeans and short jeans, and I played with those on. <laughs> but we left the game, and then we went, I'm like, Dad, how are we going to go to the game, watch the game, and then just leave and then go play? But I wasn't complaining. I'd rather be playing than watching the game. So I would. I didn't mind. But, yeah, so um, – and then I started off with, I went to high school, my my freshman and sophomore year, I was a center back. So I didn't really get a lot of playing time, nor like was I really a good player, I guess. I was a little bit big <laughs> back in my day. But then my junior, my senior year, I played um, striker and it turned out good. We had a good season. Those two years, we didn't really win. Um, we didn't win what we wanted. We won, I did score the winner for sectional finals. And Hudson County, we made it to the finals, which was pretty rare because last time that happened was with my older brother. And, yeah, so it was a good two seasons. I had a good individual season, a good individual season both years. And I think that's what started a spark to Red Bulls. Then I went to the academy um, of December in 2019, or November. Um, from then, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, June, I started in June, um, academy ended, we came back, then I started training with the USL, with the USL squad in 2019, I no, 2018 was when I started, 2018 of December was when I started with the academy, and then 2019 of June, I started with the um, USL team, and then August I signed, of 2019 I signed, and then from there on, a couple years um now i'm here you know with the first team so yeah it was it was it wasn't a quick story but you never want something that's quick i always my dad always told me you'd always want something that is worth it um and I, obviously these past four and five years in, in the red bull system you can tell that it's done a lot for me especially as a player and i'm super super grateful and that's another reason why i wanted to stay here and continue my career is because i've had a good history and Obviously, why would I change anything if it's going good? And, yeah, so, yeah. I mean, yeah, I was with the U23s between June and August. So, between those months, I was with the U23. So, I did play with every single New York Red Bull team. And I'm pretty happy because my roster is on every single, I guess, level, I guess you can. But, yeah, that just shows that you, there's no need to be skipping steps. Like, some of us, some of us are made right away some of us are ready right away some of us take a time some of us go through a different route but i'm happy with my route because at every level whether it was a fast progress or slow progress it was still a progress and that's all that matters you know just keep process i mean progressing it doesn't matter how fast or how slow omar, but yeah that omar tell me a little bit about you know the idea of being someone who grew up in harrison and now playing essentially in his own backyard do, do you feel any extra 
pressure to that. You know, I'm sure almost every game you're going to have people saying, can I get tickets? Can I come watch you play? Um, you know, the idea of being the hometown kid and then playing in your own backyard. Um, to be honest, I, I still haven't felt like I'm on the first team. Like, it sounds weird. I don't know how to to explain it, but for me, it's like, even ever since I've signed my, my USL deal, since that day, like, I remember I didn't feel anything. I just felt like another day, like another regular day. And I'm not sure how that comes out, but it just it's a weird feeling for me. And then I signed with the first team, and the only time where I felt like, oh, man, it was after the game. Obviously, with the interview, I'm not really – I'm not that type of a person. Like I don't really like like you know interviews and stuff like that. But yeah, that's the only time when I was like, oh shoot, like this is real. But then even after that, I go home, I watch the game over like five times. I'm seeing all these fans. I'm I'm like, wow, like is is this how I'm supposed to be feeling, or is this just a mental thing? But obviously, like inside, I'm like super super grateful. Like whenever I come home, I see my mom. Like she's smiling at me, laughing. And then she'd just make me feel happy without even saying anything. And I'd just be like, yeah, you know, I'm, I don't want to say I've made it, but I do want to say that I've, I'm in the process of making it. And with the with the town and and um, all these people, that's something I'm kind of used to. You know, Harrison's a big soccer soccer town. Like, I think we're the number one town. I mean, I wouldn't say number one. I would love to say number one, but I think we're the number one town in, in America for soccer. And it's weird because Carney's right next door, and Carney's also a soccer town. So it's like... It's crazy. I've I've got a piece of Carney and I have a piece of Harrison because I spent maybe seven years in Carney. All all of them Carney guys are all my friends because we played together at Carney United. Harrison never had a um U nineteen team or a, or an older age group team. It was just always high school, which is okay because then I gave me an opportunity to play with the Carney guys in the club season. So it was cool. But yeah, with with the fans and and the people and the pride and like Harrison's is known for pride. Like and I think that's why a lot of those people came to my um ceremony because. It's Harrison's a pride thing. Like you, you care about people. It's not just any other town. Like there's a lot of people that truly do care about people. You know, you hear that a lot, but you can't really find that. And Harrison's proven it to me multiple times. We know it. We 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 do it on a daily. And I think that's for me. I, I don't need to be nervous. I don't need to be like, oh, I need to do this right. I need no. Like I just need to live my life because regardless, they no matter what happens, they're still behind me, you know, win, lose, score, don't score, you know, anything you can think of, these people are just so kind that it doesn't matter. They're just happy for you regardless. And at this point for them and for me, there's nothing that's better than this. You know, I don't need to go score 10 goals. I've already signed a deal to them. That's like, that's like the world to everybody else. And obviously I want more and I, I, I'm going to work on being more, but to, to all my fans and everybody from Harrison, I've gotten a lot of messages, I've gotten a lot of calls and a lot of love. And I, that already makes me feel, you know, like I don't need to do anything else. Like I don't need to go out and, and then perform crazy for them to love me. I've already had that love and that's all I really cared about. So now I'm just, I have to go out there and just do it for them. That's amazing, Omar. And obviously, I mean, they seen you score goals. I mean, 89 goals and 67 assists in high school. That's just a mind-blowing number. Eight, especially in, you know, two year, two of those years you're playing center back. That's just – that blows my mind. So they've seen you score plenty of goals. We want to get to know you a little bit off the field. So tell us when you're not banging in goals, what are you doing off the field? Um, to be honest, I, I think 
I might be a loser, but I like that because that means not a loser necessarily, but I'm a loner. For me, it's like, it's pretty easy, simple. It's just training, morning, go home, sleep, and then gym later. It sounds typical and all that, but like that had to, it had to be my schedule the past year because I'm not always, uh, I'm not always strict on my diet and I'm not always the best eater. So I always have to make sure if I'm going to cheat, I need to do a little bit more than, than I am going to cheat. And I do admit that was my biggest issue ever since I was a kid. Like if you've seen a picture of me like three years ago, you're gonna be like, "What? That's not him!" Like, there's no way. But yeah, like even three years ago, even before I signed with the USL, right before I signed, I was still a little bit chunky. And even now, like it's not my biggest now. Like I'm okay. I've I kind of slipped under the radar. But even back then, and and a little bit now, is like my biggest part was just the eating part. Like, you know, it wasn't always the greatest, but. Obviously, now I've realized, I said, all right, you know what, maybe let's just get a little bit more focus in. So this whole year, ever since preseason, my schedule has been pretty simple. You know, it's just we have training in the morning. After that, I'll obviously eat, shower, change, get ready, and I'll probably go home, nap, or hang out or whatever, and then gym at night, and then we'll call it a day. But we'll have certain days where I'll come home. Like right now, I'm in my family house. I've spent the night here yesterday. Like I just come back whenever I'm not like I'm feeling lonely or like I just want to see my mom or any type of situation and I'll just come back here, hang here um, and then head off to training. So like this is like, it's weird because I've always pictured this to be my life. Like I always picture training, 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 you know, like the typical like training, 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 and then obviously games and stuff like that come around. But that's like, and now it's like, you don't have an excuse not to do it. Like this is the only thing you should be doing. So I, I'm like, all right, yeah. I'm great. Like, you know, that's all I ever wanted. So it's cool. Omar, let's uh, let's finish with this. You know, you, you talk about coming up the, through the ranks of Red Bull, spending some time with Red Bull, too. You've got a senior appearance now. Where does Omar so go from here? What 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 do you what do you envision for yourself over the course of, let's say, the rest of this season and then into next year? Um. Yeah, I always get you know, I always get asked this question about what the future holds or, or what, you know, whatever, what's going to happen. And for me, it's like by the first time I signed, like my dad always told me, like, it's not about like what you did yesterday. Like people are going to forget. It's about what you're going to do next. So obviously with soccer, with soccer particularly um, in my career, I don't, I don't really, I never have a plan, you know, like for me, like I always looked at football, like, Football's on. It's it's impossible to write a script for football because today you'll be great. Everybody loves you. Tomorrow, God forbid, you know some an injury occurs or you know like you're not the best that you've been or you're not mentally you know some type of scenario where it doesn't always go the way you want. And for me to be able to say, hey, I want to do that, then that's already blocking my my own future off. Like I don't like that because I think you're you're writing something down and you're not guaranteeing it like for example like a good example would be like this first team um i was told like i wasn't assigned but obviously i wanted to tell all my friends and i want to tell everybody but then i said it's not necessarily mean that's not going to happen if i tell people it's not necessarily that it will happen if i tell people but it's just a matter of letting it happen and then you can you know go ahead and tell whoever you want but that's what i that's what i'm kind of on right now for me i want to make sure that i'm at the best that i am and this club has done that for me the past five years, and they will continue to do so because I do trust them, and I do think that my 
my portfolio and my process with them has been has been at a good pace. You know, they've taken care of me physically, mentally, and obviously with with off the field things. And I think if we can continue to do that at this level, it'll it's only going to get better. And for me, I hope. You know, obviously, we're not in a good spot right now, but I hope that we can make the playoffs. And I know we can make playoffs. And my other thing is winning the MLS Cup this year because the guys that we have on this team this year should be able to, you know, make some magic. And obviously, I don't want to include myself, but, you know, that's a pretty dangerous roster for us. And I think if we can keep pushing, and you can see that we've, we've been trying that with, with um, New York City FC with a result we've gotten, this is the time for us to just, you know, peak, get our biggest peak and keep going because we can't do it. And for me, my biggest thing for this year, and I hopefully, obviously, for next year and the rest of my career, is to score goals and keep winning, you know. And for this year, I kind of set a goal, which was make the playoffs and debut in the playoff game. So I hope my team's got my back and I've got their back and let's make it happen. Omar, really appreciate you giving us some time here today. It was nice to catch up with you. I'm sure fans will enjoy this one. And, and as I said at the beginning, um, wish you nothing but success. It's such an interesting, fun story to know that one of Harrison's own is playing right now for the New York Red Bulls. Uh, best of luck the remaining part of the year. Thank again, you. thanks for giving us some time. Thank you. It means a lot to me. Thank you. Appreciate it. That is Omar So for Connor Lade. I'm Matt Harmon. All of us here in the New York Red Bull Radio side of things. Thanks so much for giving us part of your time. We'll see you next week on Red Bull.